0: This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Friends, welcome to worship with Morrisville Presbyterian Church. Whether you are a longtime member or visiting with us for the very first time, we welcome you. It is a delight to be with you. I want to draw your attention to the lyrics from the hymn that was just played for our prelude. The first verse says, In deepest night... In darkest days, when harps are hung, no songs we raise. When silence must suffice as praise, yet sounding in us quietly, there is the song of God. In the darkness of these days of Lent, as we as a church together are learning to walk in the dark, may we be comforted knowing that there is nowhere we journey alone, There is nowhere that God does not go before us, and there is nowhere where the song of God cannot be heard. As we turn our hearts toward our Lord this day, let us do so with open hearts and open minds, ready to receive God's Spirit as we worship together.
1: Let us worship God. Please turn to your bulletin. And join me in our responsive call to worship. A sky strewn with stars beyond our counting, darkness is for hoping. Exhausted sleep turned into an all-night struggle, darkness is for wrestling. Songs of lament are lifted again and again. Darkness is for healing. The curiosity of the soul brings me back to God. Darkness is for exploring. Questions and worries and wonders appear in the dark, and we carry them into the dawn. Today we gather to worship, celebrating the mystery of our God. Let us worship God together.
2: Friends, our God is present in darkness and in light, in belief and in doubt, in sin and in grace. So let us turn to our God, who is most merciful, and inviting us to be into a life of transformation. Let us confess our sins using the prayer of confession, as it is printed in your bulletin, followed by a time for silent confession. There are times, we confess, when we seek to confine you, O God. We want you to act in ways we can predict and comprehend easily. We regularly turn you into an idol for ourselves. There are also times, O God, when the questions and doubts of our hearts cause us to turn away from your eternally to abandon faith, to stick with what we know. We desire certainty and not mystery. Free us, O God, from the need to control you so that we might learn to love you and seek you when all is clear and when all is dark. Our God is merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. God hears our cries. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with your spirit. Friends, believe the good news of God's grace. In Jesus Christ we are forgiven. Thanks be to God.
0: I'm in trouble. I went to go get my Easter basket. You all know my Easter basket. Some of you received eggs in your Lenten bags. Our young friends did. But I hope you can see this. I, got, I went to go get my Easter basket, and it was a mess. It kind of feels like this whole year. My Easter basket was a mess. And so I need some help putting it together. And since you're not here to help me put it back together, I'm going to ask Alex and Molly, Pastor Alex and Pastor Molly, to come down here and please help me because Easter is coming. It, next week is Holy Week. And, is that right? I don't. I, I'm so confused. So. Next week is Holy Week. Next week is Palm Sunday. And we need to have this ready to go. So they're going to help me put it back together. So if, so I remember this all these eggs they help to tell us the story of Jesus. You remember that? Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. So what happens first? What happens what happens what happens first? There's there's an egg with a one on it. What goes in it?
2: I think maybe Jesus comes as a baby. <gasps> I
0: think that's right. I think that's right. I think that's right. Okay, so let me look in my basket. Oh, oh, a pacifier babies use pacifiers great okay egg number one mm, mm. fix that alex okay Okay. um let's see um but what did what did what did jesus do after he came as a baby molly i think i think i
1: remember jesus loved a lot of people oh that's good love love
0: You're right. You're right. I remember everything he did was kind of about love. Oh, perfect. And there are all these hearts. There are all these hearts in here. Great. Oh, and an egg number two. Super. Molly, I think you got that one. There you go. Okay. We're going to sanitize our hands. Don't worry. Okay. Um, What's next? I think, okay, I think the rest of the basket, we start on Holy Week. So I think I've got this one. Okay. Um, The first part of Holy Week we celebrate is Palm Sunday. Is that right? Yeah. Right, right. Okay. And so we have this grass, right, uh, that we talk about as Palm Sunday. So that goes in egg number three. We're getting these ready for Easter. They're going to be ready. I'm not good at eggs today, Alex. There I you gotcha, go. I okay. Gotcha. Um, but then what happened after Palm Sunday? Fast forward a little bit. Friday?
2: Uh, there Jesus goes to the cross?
0: Ooh, the cross. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. That Ooh, Jesus that dies on the cross. That's egg number four. Okay. It's purple in my basket. It's very. I. Here you go, Molly. It's very. <laughs> it's, it's very Lenteny, and um, super. Okay. There's two eggs left, but I'm a little confused because so I have this. I have this stone. That's the only item left in my in my basket.
1: For the tomb. Oh, the
0: tomb. For the tomb. The tomb. The stone is. That's right. They rolled the stone over the tomb to seal it and then they ha- oh look nope nope still can't get it okay. and they had to and then the stone was rolled back and i think i got this one guys number 6 the tomb was empty and that is what we celebrate on easter that the tomb was empty and jesus was alive 61's the charm And we are ready for Easter now. I am so excited. I know it's going to feel a little different again this year. Holy Week will. Easter will. But you know what the good news is? Jesus will still rise from the dead. And we will still celebrate that together in whatever way we are able. And so, Alex, Molly, my little friends would have been a gift to me today, but I'm glad you were here to help me tell this story. I think we're ready for Easter now. And if you have one, a basket like this in your home, I hope that you, in the next week, will get your basket ready for Easter as well. Because we're going to see this basket again in the next week or two uh, before we get to Easter. So, let us pray together, friends. You can repeat after me. Dear God... Dear, Dear God, God, we thank you. We thank you for the story of Jesus. For the story of Jesus. Help us to share that story.
2: Help, help us to share that story
0: with all the world. With all the world. Amen. 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 Thank you all very much. Thank you. We will see you soon, young friends.
2: As we turn now to a time for the hearing of Scripture, let us prepare our hearts and minds in prayer. Let us pray. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Melt us, mold us, fill us use us spirit of the living god fall afresh on us amen our scripture reading this morning comes from the gospel of john chapter 3 verses 14 through 21 we meet jesus today in the middle of a conversation that he is having with nicodemus in a conversation that takes place in the middle of the night. Listen for the word of the Lord. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Those who believe in him are not condemned, but those who do not believe are condemned already, because they do not believe in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment that the light has come into the world and people loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For all who do evil hate the light and do not come to the light so that their deeds may not be exposed. But those who do what is true come to the light so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: Let us pray together again. Spirit of the living God, you are always with us. And so be with us this day. Open our hearts and our minds to your word. May we be open this day to the movement of your spirit. And to that end, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Nicodemus is a man who usually has his act together. He lives a simple, humble, orderly day-to-day life, teaching, advising, consulting on religious matters in the high court. He's one whose day looks much like the one that came before. Early to bed, early to rise, intent on being healthy and wealthy and wise. Each day he has his routines and his plans and has a strong appreciation for the rhythms of the day that he can count on. He's a respected religious leader in the community, intelligent, faithful, the one who others turn to for advice and answers on religious matters. But Nicodemus hasn't been sleeping much at all the last few nights. He tried counting sheep last night. That didn't work. He tried deep breathing the night before, but that didn't work either. And he's up again tonight. The rest of the world is sleeping. And tonight he's determined that, well, if he can't turn off his mind, then maybe at least he can wear his body out. And so he paces, and he paces, and he's pacing, and he's pacing back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Before he even realizes what is happening, his pacing takes him down the road to the place where Jesus is staying. Jesus, the one who has sent his mind in a frenzy of mystery and confusion. He knocks on the door and suddenly is aware just how late it is and thus how rude this knocking is. He starts to back away. Maybe they didn't hear his knocking. Maybe he didn't wake anybody up, but the door swings open. And it's Jesus, the one he'd hoped to talk to, the one who's been keeping him up at night. You see, Nicodemus had seen Jesus performing signs, performing wonders in front of the crowds. He knew these things could not be done apart from God. And so Nicodemus believes Jesus is from God, is sent from God somehow, but... And this is where he gets stuck. Because because Jesus... Jesus doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, he he doesn't fit into the orderly, structured, religious boxes that Nicodemus is used to advising people on. Nicodemus is used to pointing people toward these boxes, toward these rituals and laws and rules, and Jesus is something altogether different. And so Nicodemus goes searching for answers in the middle of the night. And all he comes out with is more questions. In the verses that precede our text today, remember, as Alex mentioned, we're we're landing in the middle of this conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus. But just prior, Jesus is talking about water. He's talking about the Spirit. He's talking about being born from above. And nothing Jesus is saying makes any sense. Nicodemus is used to order and rules and right and wrong and boxes to check and laws to live by. And Jesus is talking about being born from above. What are you even talking about, Jesus? How, how can these things be? I'm so confused. I I have been a faithful follower of Yahweh. I, I know the scriptures inside and out. I teach other people about the scriptures for crying out loud, But but... But this doesn't make any sense at all. I can imagine a wry smile and a chuckle from Jesus. He didn't, he didn't seem frustrated by Nicodemus' confusion. Instead, he went on talking as if he enjoyed adding even more mystery to the already baffled mind of his new friend. And just, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, you know that story, right, Nicodemus? Well, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God, Nicodemus, pay attention, for God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, So that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, indeed, Nicodemus, indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Don't you get it? Don't you see it? Nicodemus sat just stunned. Across from the man from whom he so desperately wanted to know more. But but what did what did more even look like? This man was talking in metaphor and and mystery and and, and, and love. God so loved the world. Nicodemus wanted facts, certainty, logic, nothing about God's love here was going to be logical. Nicodemus was used to relying on his head, not his heart. He knew the scriptures. He knew them inside and out in multiple languages. He could parse verbs and explain the origin of the law and explain to you all the rules about cleanliness and and about kosher eating. but, But he couldn't tell you. He had no idea. He couldn't tell you what it felt like. To be swept up by the Spirit of God. To be still and worship and know, know that God was near. He couldn't tell you what it felt like to trust his heart over his head or to rest in the assurance that he didn't need to earn or achieve or buy his salvation. Nicodemus couldn't tell you what it was like to see the face of God in another human being. He couldn't tell you what it was like to see new birth taking place in people and in places and in relationships that no one ever dreamed were possible. Oh, Nicodemus. Jesus longed if... If if only, if only you could hold it all a little more loosely. If only you could imagine a world where you didn't have to be so certain. A world where you didn't have to be so in control, so shackled by your fear of mystery. If only you could imagine that God was in all of it. If only you could see and feel and thus know that God is so in love with this world that God has sent me, me down here to be with you. So if you don't believe your own eyes, maybe you'll believe mine, maybe you'll believe me. There was no recipe no mathematical formula, no scientific explanation for this love that Jesus described. And Nicodemus felt utterly lost in the mystery and the wilderness of this not knowing. He wanted answers. He wanted certainty. He wanted assurances and something tangible that he could hold on to. And I found myself thinking about all the times, all the nights I have lay awake yearning for the same. I have yearned for answers these past few months. I have longed for assurances and answers and clarity this past year. And I don't know about you, but for me, so often it's only in the dark that the questions come, only at night that our brains won't turn off, that the questions draw near, questions that have us yearning for answers, yearning for certainty, yearning for assurances and something tangible to hold on to. Why did this happen? Why is this happening? Will, will the treatment work? Will, wh- what assurances do I have that we're doing enough? Shouldn't there be something more in this life? Why do I feel so alone when I'm surrounded by people I love? Why do I feel so empty? God, give me something, something to hold on to. Something I can touch, something real I can place my assurance and my hope in. Nicodemus didn't like this wilderness wandering. This walk in the dark. If it involved any mystery and uncertainty. If, if it involved any encounters with the divine that he could not define or explain or control. And, and I know the feeling. I imagine you do too. But that night when they gathered together, likely under a starry night, Jesus wanted Nicodemus to know. Jesus wanted you and me to know the spirit that could come and would come without invitation and without warning. Jesus wanted Nicodemus to feel the mystery of that same spirit, a spirit who, as you know, as I know, as we have experienced together, can bring light even into the deepest depths of human darkness. A spirit who can remind us when we are most alone that our God is nearer than the air we breathe A spirit who can remind us when we are most afraid that there is nowhere we journey alone. A spirit who can remind us when we are overwhelmed by grief that the spirit is already interceding with sighs too deep for words. Jesus wanted Nicodemus to know this spirit Jesus wants us to know this same Spirit who can remind us when we are most weary and most confused and so close to the end of our rope we can feel it unraveling that there are always angels waiting to attend us. Jesus wants us to know a spirit who can remind us when our hearts are breaking over the brokenness and hatred in our world that our God is a God of love. A God whose story was written in love is still being written in love, was defined by love, is still defined by love, and a story that is always turning over tables, welcoming the outcast, bending toward justice, and lifting up the poor and powerless in the name of love. Jesus wants him to see it, to feel it, to know it in every fiber of his being, and Jesus wants us to know that same spirit, who can remind us when all seems lost that new beginnings, new birth can come, will come, when we least expect it? Jesus wanted Nicodemus to know a spirit, a love he could not possibly control or explain. She is the only one who will set you free, Jesus whispers. Or as Barbara Brown Taylor whispers after so many years of trying to cobble together a way of thinking about God that makes sense so that I can safely settle down with it, it all turns to nothing. There is no permanent Permanently safe place to settle, I will always be at sea, steering by stars. Yet, as dark as this sounds, it provides great relief because it now sounds truer than anything that came before. For whatever reason, for whatever reason, Nicodemus could not bring himself to steer by stars that night. It makes sense. He had a reputation to uphold, a status to maintain. He, he had a whole world that, that thrived on being kept decent and in order. But a while later, a while later after Jesus had been crucified, Nicodemus went with Joseph of Arimathea. Joseph of Arimathea was a secret disciple of Jesus, who also had a reputation to uphold. And the two of them took Jesus' body together, And prepared it for burial. It was not the wisest thing to do in the light of day, after all, the air was so thick with threat that most of Jesus' disciples had fled the scene. But Nicodemus took the risk anyway, perhaps not fully knowing at the time why he was doing it, but a couple of days later, At the regular Monday morning council meeting where he sat and had his prominent seat, while the air grew heavy with conversation about Jesus again, Nicodemus listened attentively. And when he heard that some of the disciples had reported seeing Jesus alive after his body had been placed into that sealed tomb, well, as Fred Beekner writes, that dear Nicodemus, that dear Nicodemus became so flustered that all he knew to do was to excuse himself from the table, lock himself in a bathroom stall, and weep tears of fear and joy, because in that moment of mystery. There was no rhyme or reason, no logic or explanation. It was the Spirit's doing. And this time He knew it for sure. Gracious God, help us to see the beauty of a faith that includes pursuit of knowledge but that is not in bondage to it. Let us become more generous with ourselves as you take us deeper into a faith that is marked by the slow and sacred formation of being in the presence of your character, which is of love justice, repair, and rescue. God, I do not know the answer, but keep me in the way of love.
1: Amen. please turn to your bulletin and join me as we affirm our faith through the words of the Apostles' Creed. Together, let us state what we believe. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, and the life everlasting. Amen. Beloved Church, having heard the word read and proclaimed this morning, let us pause. Let us pause to notice the movement of the Spirit in our lives and in our hearts. As the hymn is offered up as a musical response, let us reflect on the gifts of the Spirit offered to us by God in seasons of light and seasons of darkness, in seasons of mystery.
2: Let us pray. God of many names, of many places, and of many actions, we give thanks to you this day that in the flux and flow of our lives, you are our constant. You lift up the sun and the moon to designate day and night, like you lift up our waking hopes and sleeping dreams. Your presence flutters with the coming and the going of the world as you send us out to do your work and beckon us back home for rest and recuperation. You whose ways and will can be mysterious to us, yet known at a molecular level, you are the one we praise, O God who is both big enough to allow room for our questions and small enough to fit in the confines of our heart of hearts. Son of the Most High, our Lord, we turn to you in prayer and petition for the worries that are beyond us. Heal our world, Son of God, from the pandemic that pervades our globe continue to roll out vaccines and grant access to those who need them. Son of humanity, hear the grief and fear of our siblings who face hatred and violence on a daily basis, especially Americans of Asian descent and women around the world. Our friend and companion, Jesus of Nazareth, tends to the pleas of this community, of family members who are sick, of weary hearts and heads, of loneliness and despair. Spirit of the living God, Who is the one who guides us through darkness and light, during emptiness and fulfillment. Receive our words of questions and words of doubt. Hear them with your big, gentle ear, and respond to them with your soft, kind voice. Invite us into your life of mercy and compassion, wisdom and assurance, mystery and wonder that is so grand and glorious it could only come from you. We pray all these things in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who taught us how to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
0: I closed my sermon with a prayer by Cole Arthur Riley. And I'd like to offer that prayer for you again as we go into the world. Gracious God, help us to see the beauty of a faith that includes pursuit of knowledge but that is not in bondage to it. Let us become more generous with ourselves as you take us deeper into a into a faith that is marked by the slow and sacred formation of being in the presence of your character which is of love justice repair and rescue God we do not know the answers but keep us in the way of love And as you go, beloved church, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you, be with those you love, be with those you are called to love, this day and forevermore. And together we say,
1: Amen.